98.4 Capital FM, your best mix of music, your best mix of conversation, as always. Today we welcome Dr. Kingi Mochache, a consultant psychiatrist from Gertrude's Children's Hospital. Welcome, Dr. Mochache. Thank you so much for coming in this morning. I hear traffic is horrendous out there. Now, um, we all know that life can be tough sometimes. Dr. Mochache, tell us a little bit about your work as a consultant psychiatrist, please. Um, thank you, Davina. As uh, she's introduced me, my name is Dr. Kingi. I'm a psychiatrist, which means uh, I specialize in mental health. On a day-to-day, I see children in Gertrude's between 4 to 21 years old. And uh, yeah, mostly I'm treating different mental health uh, problems. Right. And, 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 you know, Gertrude's obviously, we, we know it as a children's hospital, obviously. So you are, you're dealing with the, the youth. Youth is anything under the age of 21, correct? Yes. Okay. What, I, I, have, to, I have to ask, what, what kind of psychiatry issues would a four-year-old present with? Uh, neurodevelopmental issues, um, parenting lack of like neglect or parents who are fighting the mm. child will present no. they they don't have to say i'm depressed they'll act in a certain way like suddenly a child is more naughty is not focusing right. is uh, locking themselves up is not playing with others so in that particular case i'll diagnose the child but then the key intervention will be to explain to the parents or the caregiver how this behavior is affecting yes. the child. And and if if these things are not caught early enough, I, I, I will tell you from my own personal experience, I grew up in a very abusive uh, home um, and I only came to terms with it at the age of 43. Um, I never dealt with it before that. And obviously, generationally, I, I wasn't in a, a family where I could tell my parents or my, my dad specifically I needed counseling. So no one knew why I was an angry kid, why I was temperamental, why I... The only things I did was play sports and study. I couldn't interact with other people. But this was the problem. That This is a problem that will happen if these issues are not addressed early on enough. Correct? Correct, Farid. And um, I know you may wonder, what am I going to... What kind of therapy am I going to do for a four-year-old? In Gertrude's, we have play therapists. A child can express themselves through drawing, through coloring, through... I know playing and sports is actually a good... Um, outlet. Way, outlet. Yeah, mm. you don't have to. Um, uh, okay, most people fear psychiatrists because they imagine this one is going to start antidepressants. No, we don't start antidepressants on small children. Sure. They start counseling, different types of therapy. You adjust the environment and things get better. And do you have to bring in the parents, obviously, because you get a four year old or a six year old or an eight year old who's growing up in a similar situation like mine growing up? You would obviously have to tell the parent, I mean, have ca- sessions with the parents to explain. If this child continues to live in this environment, this is these are the dangers you're going to face. Exactly. So there's actually a proper form of therapy called parent management training where a parent, I think the biggest gap parents don't know. You know, adults are so busy adulting their own things that they don't realize maybe my behavior, maybe my absence, I'm always at work, is affecting this child in mm. this particular way. Mm. Of course, there's another category who honestly are not as are aware that maybe their behavior is affecting the child, but still it keeps going on. In those cases now, in Kenya, we don't have social services and all that. You try and get in a relative or maybe the other parent or and so on. But in terms of uh, medication, suicide, you know, um, the reports, even nine-year-olds actually take their life. People say 
kids can't be depressed, but they can. What's crazy though uh, is that um, it's it's no one teaches you how to be a parent, right? True. That's really, really, I think probably one of the hardest jobs in the world. But for a little one, it is, you know, they, it's coming from somewhere, all of these issues, whether it's parent, whether it's school, whether it's a relative, and so often it is a relative, right? So, um, Dr. Monchacha, before we go on to uh, a suicide and suicide in Kenya, suicide amongst children, how do you, as as a doctor, deal with these things? It must be absolutely heartbreaking to deal with such young, young clients going through such big, big issues. It's heartbreaking, but at the same time, um, it's um, rewarding because you know that you, mm-hmm. you, you know, as Farid has said, if you make the intervention when someone is young, you've saved that person of 30 years of Therapy. Of, no, of, of, pain. Of pain. No, I'll, 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 pain. I'll explain what it was like for 30, 40, probably 40 years, was feeling like you're boxed in and you can't find, you can't understand why the things that you think should give you joy don't give you joy until you actually address the situation, get to the root of the problem. I'm, I'm a recovering alcoholic and drug addict based on, that. that's just a symptom of a bigger problem that I face as a child. Um, we're going to talk about suicide prevention. How do we find these signs? And and one question before we do that, uh, Doc, is, you know, you're, you're dealing with patients from the age of three, four years old up to 21. How early can you see suicidal tendencies in a child? Um, the youngest that has been reported was nine years old. Is that in Kenya? Yes, it was in Kenya mm-hmm. some a few years back. Um, and it's different. Suicidal behavior is different from suicidal ideation, is different from attempts. Mm. So um, all these things have to be put together. And the only thing that I need to tell everybody is once someone voices, please, there's nothing like they're acting out, they're looking for attention always take it seriously every threat just take it seriously even me as a psychiatrist i cannot be able to tell whether this person is serious or is just acting out so we take all threats as serious yeah and we at 98.4 capital fm take everything seriously no matter how many jokes or how much laughing or anything we take our jobs very seriously stay with us as we talk more after this. If you have any questions or comments, you can get them in on WhatsApp 0701-984-984. Give us a call on double two triple four six four. Capital FM. We are in the midst of World Suicide Prevention Month, and we thought it fitting uh, to have our guest in studio this morning as uh, suicide rates around the world um, seem to increase on a year-to-year basis. Um, And I will ask a question a bit later on about social media's influence on the current generation of youth that are depressed, contemplating and actioning suicide. But we'll get to that later, I think. But it's a very poignant question because many many people are saying, I I always have this conversation, keep kids away from social media. Please keep kids away from social media because it's a hard place to be. 
Thank you so much for your uh, questions and comments on 0701-984-984. Keep them coming in. Priam, thank you. You are, you say it's a very difficult topic to discuss. As a parent, it's always a worry to know whether your child is doing okay or not. How do you know when a child has suicidal tendencies or even suicidal thoughts? So, Dr. Kingi, please just clarify the difference between suicidal ideation and suicidal tendencies. or You, you distinguish the two. Okay, I think the more um, easier way is suicidal ideas ideation and uh, suicidal attempts so ideas start from a very subtle point where you think I'm better off not in this world or maybe these people would be happy if I'm not there then it graduates on to um, maybe if I die this pain will end then it graduates to a plan this might be painless this may me um i'll sleep and never wake up mm. then now you have the attempt by the way in getrudes we admit a lot of um attempts eh? so overdose drug overdose and i think the care is really good because um other than the physical um intervention you know you mm. either try to pump out the tummy or icu give an antidote and all that um hdu all the time after this, after the the pediatrician stabilizes the child, mm-hmm. always they'll call in either the psychiatrist or the counseling psychologist to make sure that this is not a repeat. Because you can't just treat the the physical thing sure. and then now... Send them back out into the world. Exactly. Can I ask a question? Um, is this something that's been going on for a long time here in Kenya or are we just now only talking about it? Because... Uh, I've been on radio, give or take, 22 years. I think the first time I talked about suicide on radio was probably three, four years ago. Uh, I can't imagine that we haven't never had cases of suicide in the country the previous 15, 16 years. So is it just that now we're opening up to talk about it and having conversations like the one we're having this morning? I always say it's just that now we're talking about it. It has always been there. By the way, this thing for uh, mental health issues or Mzungu issues or Western issues or problems of the rich, it is a lie. Mm-hmm. Mental health issues cut across all socioeconomical, so, socioeconomic classes. So even in upcountry, I don't know, wherever I come from or um, some place where it's, you'll hear someone telling you, so-and-so went and jumped into a river. And nobody talks about it after that. Mm. Mental health issues have always been there. Whether you decide, whether our grandparents thought it was uh, witchcraft or mm. whatever they were. Uh, but we also have the issue of, want. you're talking about, we're talking here this morning about suicide. So we've, we know suicide happens, right? We, we're, we've, we can accept that. But then you get the embarrassment and the stigma of the family who will say it was another reason this person died. I'm sure that happens more times than not. So now you see that takes a lot of um, uh, people who are open-minded and uh, who've read up. And you see this whole thing of hiding. In fact, I, the, the biggest challenge we have as psychiatrists yeah, or even as policymakers, why we cannot be able to get funding by the government and attention is because the statistics are so hidden because of the same thing you're saying, stigma. Someone, do you know the people who drive who who um will drive will um use a method that nobody will 
it'll be difficult to identify that this was suicide. The mm. people who drive the car very fast, reckless driving, get an accident and it was actually a suicidal move. I just do want to say that this uh, this interview does, it is very triggering to us in studio and I'm no doubt you listening to where you are listening from. Please remember that there is always someone to call or somewhere to go. Gertrude's Children's Hospital, of course, for little ones, but also uh, Befrienders Kenya. BefrendersKenya.org is an amazing resource. It is completely free. They have a hotline, 722 because as we know, mental health uh, is very, very expensive and therapy is a very, very expensive um, resource but something that is so, so necessary. See, you message and say thank you for this discussion. I'm also just realising and coming to terms with the extent and effects of my childhood trauma now. I'm glad that interventions are starting early to prevent a lifetime of pain. So we do need to get onto this topic of how do you see, what do you see, what should be red flags to you as a parent uh, for little ones, for your children, up to 21 years old, what are those warning signs signs to look out for? So the warning signs, first of all, um, there are different categories. I'll deal with the suicidal behavior that is mental health related. So there's another category that's not directly mental health. Okay. Now, if uh, most uh, patients or most people will be having depression that's the the number one now depressive signs are like what farid said like you're not enjoying what you used to enjoy low mood locking yourself up isolating yourself um poor concentration so now i have another issue with most kenyan parents by the way i'm also a parent so mm-hmm. as i'm being harsh parents will only walk in when uh the child starts uh, having academic decline Mm. Like suddenly, oh, we need to intervene now. But this thing was there before. Right. For the longest time. So there's poor concentration. There's um, uh, always feeling guilty, crying. And I always say, you don't have to be a psychiatrist or I don't know, someone who's well-read to be able to identify depression. Even my great-grandmother can tell something is not right with this child. I think the best thing we could do is just be more mindful, aware, see other people, see the people who you live with. Don't allow someone to just lock themselves in the room. They're on their phone the whole day and go back to those rules, you know, like we have to have dinner together or... I can walk into your room, you know, when you're so a it's teenager. It's about connection. It's about, also, yeah, people need to just be there and connected. And, and, and normalize conversations at the dinner table about mental health. How are you feeling? Why are you feeling this way? There's a uh, game that uh, I play with my two sons, uh, which is what was the best part of your day? What was the worst part of your day? And that will tell you a lot. Exactly. Just from the just from the response, it will tell you a lot, and I think that's a really important thing. Um, we talk about warning signs as well, and there are common warning signs. A lot of what you've said, I could recognize it myself as a child as well. Um, <clears throat> but I think also, go on. Yeah. There is also um, research. Like uh, this, this you can actually go into someone's. Okay, this is not good. I don't encourage parents reading their children's Please diaries. Don't. Please don't. That is bad. Don't do that. Let let your child have their space. Their space. But sometimes you can accidentally bump into something like a Google search, where to get how to die or mm. where to 
to buy this I mean, if, medication. If being or slightly invasive is going to save your child's life, I think it's fine. No, no, no. no because no. they have to have you that get a ownership. Yeah, and then they'll just start extra, and, extra and if, privacy. And if, if, if something happens, God forbid they do kill themselves, but that's and then you, you find the diary or the Google uh, search engine history and realize you could have done something. I mean, there has to be two trains of thought on that ideology you could have done something by that dinner conversation right being okay so it's preventative to, not reactive yes okay you should try and connect most of the time by the time a child is being very secretive also look at what is your barrier yeah um okay uh, before we close off uh, social media there's something that i really am adamant about i have these conversations a lot uh, with people about um uh, kids in social media I have friends whose, whose kids have cell phones at a young age and they're on all the social media sites I personally <laughs> will wait until my children are 12 to 14 before and then it'll be on based on their maturity level before I allow them to have a social media site and it probably wouldn't be all of them um, how important is that barrier of a child because social media is a harsh place to be we, we see it every day here we talk about something and there's thousand tweets about how irresponsible we are and how stupid we are um, and but we old enough to have a thick skin kids don't have that barrier Davina brought up the young lady who was on Instagram 120 times a day searching for certain things uh, young lady I think yeah mm, who girl. ended up you know uh, committing suicide do you feel that social media is adding to this pandemic of youth suicide and depression yes it is and it's not only in the youth even in the adults First, it's addictive. Second, um, it gives you that sense of my life is behind or is not as good as so and so. Mm. But Farid, this is where I become now um, strict. <laughs> All this TikTok, Instagram, there's an age. There's an age that it's allowed. It's written 12 plus. So by the time a child is signing into a TikTok account, Either they lied on the age, yeah, which is or they used somebody else's device credentials. Mm. So why don't you, if TikTok has said twelve plus, why don't we just stick to that? Yes, but having said that, if you're giving your child a cell phone at the age of nine, they're not TikTok's not asking. It's not got a KYC where they ask for a picture of your ID. You just say, my birthday was 1985, and you're on TikTok. You know what I mean? 1993. It's, it's, it's integrity issues now. But, but <laughs> integrity in a child, it's, it's hard to find, right? So, I mean, it, it, I, but it's, I, I'm a firm believer that social media, even at my mature age, when I go through social media, sometimes I feel a little bit worthless. Exactly. Right? At 48 years old. Now you're talking to a 12-year-old or a 9-year-old who's... And, you know, people only post the good stuff on social media, right? So you're thinking, as you said... My life doesn't add up. It doesn't measure up to this person. I'm not where I should be at 12 or 13 or 9 years old. That is a serious problem. You know, we're saying the same thing. We should discourage children below a certain age from social media. I agree. And um, even after that age, you should know what you're doing there. This is like, what are you doing in social media? Is this for entertainment? Is this for advertising? Or is this for me to just look at... So and so went to Diani and I can't afford Diani and <laughs> Dr. King. I'm coming home with you, that, Dr. That's, King. That's, so that's how I feel every day. I can't afford to go to Diani either. No, no, we're not making light of it. Davina? All right, we are not making light of it. And we know that uh, things are thick, quote unquote. And uh, there is always someone 
to call or somewhere to go. Gertrude's Children's Hospital have a pediatric psychiatric clinic that deals with mental health for children under 21 years. So make sure you do make those important, important phone calls. 0714-714-275 to get hold of Gertrude's huge trigger warning if it today was difficult remember we are here on 0701-984-984 and of course that free free service from befrienderskenya.org 0722-178-177 dr kingy from gertrude's children's hospital thank you so much for coming in today